0: I would like to thank my sponsors, Maggie Flores with Southern Blues Boutique and Jessica Espinoza with Jessica's Crafty Creations. They both can do some very nice work. So y'all go like and follow their page and please support small businesses. I want to welcome everybody to episode 34 Levi's Youth Sports Talk and today we have a former college softball player St. Mary's University she got then she got her first coaching job as an assistant at Judson for the 15-16 school year then she jumped to Southwest High School in the 16-17 school year also as an assistant and then the 17-18 school year she was the head softball coach at Southwest legacy. High. She was there for two years and then took an assistant coaching job at MacArthur from 2019 to 2020. And then she got uh, the head coaching job at Harlan. I want to welcome everybody, um, Coach Alex Rodriguez to the show.
1: Thanks so much, Levi. I appreciate the honor to be here.
0: Yeah. So, so we can, uh, let's get into the, you know, your upbringing and, you know your high school days and how was high school, softball in high school?
1: Yeah, so uh, so I started playing softball at a super young age. Um, I honestly, can't exactly tell you how old I was, but um, like you know, that's all that's all I'd, I've known my life to be. I grew up playing softball. I played. I'm from Eagle Pass, Texas, and softball. Now it is, but back when I was growing up, it wasn't something that. Um, was super big, so my parents had to find ways to make sure that I um, stayed playing competitively. So um, I actually played growing up over here in San Antonio, and we would just make the trips on the weekends, and my parents, I'm so thankful for them. They did everything they could to make sure that, you know, I, they found ways to, to make me successful, but um, I went to Eagle Pass High School. I was a, a four-year varsity letterman. I, um, so being from a small town, my, my dad always told me, you know, like in order to be successful on a softball team, like they have to have a pitcher and softball wasn't really big as I was growing up. So I said, okay, I'll pitch, I'll pitch. So, um, I got into pitching, honestly, it wasn't what I loved. Um, but I did it because I wanted to, you know, be successful and I wanted to help the team in any way I could. So. Every Sunday, my dad and I drove up for pitching lessons. We we I took pitching lessons here in San Antonio, and um, that's what we did up until I started high school. So going into high school, my freshman year, I um jumped straight into that starting pitching role. Um, I pitched a little bit. I was also my main love has always been catching. So um, so I caught a little bit whenever I wasn't pitching, and um, every now and then I played um. I played, um, shortstop. So I kind of did a little bit of everything, um, for, for my high school. Um, we, um, I was very fortunate to have, um, great coaches down there, great teammates. We were pretty successful. Um, but, but yeah, it was, it was a, it was a great experience in high school. Um, mm-hmm. I also played to select ball throughout my high school years with the team here in San Antonio. I started with the hit organization and, um, I also played with Nightmare Red and the Texas Bombers growing up. So, doing that outside of high school—that's what um really helped me get recruited and and continue my my softball um experience throughout college.
0: Mm-hmm. So how was it being a pitcher and a catcher? How in the world did you work out a uh, train doing both? <laughs>
1: yeah so so honestly so pitching I started at a I was about 12 when I started pitching and um with my parents my dad really he got me into that just knowing that in high school you have to have a pitcher pretty much in high school if you've got a pitcher um your your team's gonna find success so mm-hmm. I started that at a really young age and not that I immediately didn't like it you know I liked it and um But going into my freshman year of high school, I, um, my varsity, our varsity softball coach told me like the only kid, the only singer that I have graduating is, is a catcher. And I said, well, I can do it. I had never caught before. I had caught for like, um, you know, like league games, league games around the city, but it was never my, my main thing. I was really a pitcher and I played middle infield. So my varsity coach told me um, besides pitching, like the only other position that I have open, uh, I don't have a returner is, is a catching. And so I said, oh, I can do it. So that, that summer before my high school season um, is when I really started um, getting catching lessons and up in San Antonio and I fell in love with catching. So um, pitching was just something that I knew I had to do um in order for us to be successful down in Eagle Pass but up in San Antonio the competition is so so much different um so i i became more skilled and or i tried to become more skilled in, in a different position and one that i truly loved which was which was catching and honestly sometimes it was very difficult you know sometimes i'd be out there pitching and if I was off my game and they had to get pulled they would come and i'd have to run in the dugout put my equipment on and jump straight into (laughs) catching so that was the tiring part but honestly like as far as like the mindset of the game like I think that's one of the biggest blessings in my life for catching the fact that I had already the fact that I was a pitcher also um, pitch calling became natural Um, I kind of was already in the mind of my pitchers because I had done that before so I think being a pitcher growing up at a young age that really helped me um develop into a smarter catcher and and I knew how to help my pitchers as I got older because I had already experienced the things that they were going through.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. yeah. Only the pitcher, pitcher know they catchers. That's one thing.
1: Oh, absolutely, a hundred percent. Catchers
0: know they pitchers. They got that's one bond that you got to have. For out sure. of anything right there. For sure. Yeah, how was all uh, and and um, at St. Mary's, you um, you went on a scholarship or you just that's where you chose to go or no, Mary's?
1: yeah, no. So I got recruited my my senior year of high school. So nowadays, it's so crazy you see girls getting recruited, um, or getting looked at at such a young age. And mm-hmm. um, I was fortunate enough to go on um, different visits, incarnate word, um, UTA. Um, I went to a couple of JUCOs, University of Tyler. But the minute I stepped onto the, the campus at St. Mary's, I just I fell in love with the culture that the coach, coaches were were trying to build or had already built there, really. Um, their culture was amazing. They were very successful. And um, I just wanted to be a part of a winning culture.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you went for pitcher-catcher at St. Mary's, too?
1: No, so I didn't pitch at all throughout college. Um, oh, wow. I, I got recruited as a catcher um, so that was my main thing and because I had played middle infield growing up, um, my freshman year of college, I don't want to say I got lucky, but um, our starting second our starting second baseman was a senior and she ended up getting hurt in the fall so I had a I had a good opportunity to. To jump into that role, and um, so I started a couple games my my freshman year due to an injury at second base. So I did that as a freshman, and and caught my remaining years.
0: Okay, okay, yeah. Um, so um, you're in in college, like like how is it the difference in playing softball in college and then playing softball in high school? I know you know you got talent. And this and that you know but like as in as in like the practices how how different are the practices from high school to college
1: right so i i think one of the biggest things for me or some one of the hardest things for me um jumping from high school to college is i had to learn really quick um like i was on my own you know like it was up to me to to get to practice it was up to me to to get to classes it was up to me to schedule my classes around practice um high school it's so different you know high school you have a set schedule you go to a classroom eight to whatever your athletic period is throughout your day and is after school and you know you have your parents there to pick you up afterwards and um your coaches are on you in high school and college it was more the responsibility of it's the responsibility of the athlete and Um, you know, if you schedule your classes during practice time, then you miss practice time and you have to find ways to either make that up depending on whether your coach lets you or not. But I just think the responsibility of being a student athlete is the biggest thing that I had to learn. Um, obviously the competition is, is a lot higher, like you said, but, um, you go from, you know, being one of the most skilled ones on your high school team. And I hear this a lot all the time, actually, with, with a lot of my high school, my high school athletes, you go from being one of the skilled, one of the most skilled athletes on your high school team. And then now you're playing with 18, 19, 20 other girls that are just as skilled as you Mm is not better. So I think the competition of, of working for a spot and the grind, the everyday grind, um, it's something that I also loved in college because I knew I was going to to my college practices with girls that are choosing to continue to play. You know, a lot of a lot of my teammates in high school, there was only a handful of them that really wanted to play softball outside of outside of of high school. Everybody else they had just play softball growing up and that's just what mm-hmm. they do. And <laughs> it was just something else to do, you know? So, yep. and I see that all the time at my high schools. I've, I've been blessed to be at um, a very competitive high school right now, but you know, I've, I've had teams where girls just want to try and they just want to play. And of course I'm all about that, but in college it's different. You're playing with, with girls that want to be there and they want to be there every day and they don't, you know, they're showing up for the same reason you are. So um, the mindset of, of the athlete is so much different than that of a high school student, um, yeah. so that's super cool. I, you know, I had to learn that really early on that things just weren't to be weren't going to be given to me. I was going to have to work for what I wanted, and it was up to me if I wanted to be successful. I was going to have to be. I was going to yeah. have to put in the work.
0: Right, it's all on it's all on you. And, and college. <laughs>
1: yeah. In college, my college coach, she she's got. She's got a, another catcher waiting to step in. So, you know, <laughs> exactly. it was nothing, nothing like high school. That's for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. And so how, how did you get into the the, the coaching?
1: So funny story. <laughs> um, my, both of my parents are educators and they've been educators since I was little. And I was the kid that always said, I'm not going to be a teacher. There's no way, <laughs> there's no way. And I would tell my mom, like, you come home stressed every day because of kids. Like, no, like there's no way that's not going to be me. So in, in college, I growing up, I was, I had the mentality or not the mentality. I always wanted to be a physical therapist. So mm-hmm. I told myself, that's the route I want to go. That's what I want to do. Um, but growing up, you know, I've sports have always been in my life. I have four younger brothers Um, they all played sports growing up. They played college foot. One of them played college football. They're just, so sports have always been a part of our lives. So Mm -hmm. my, um, freshman year of college, after my freshman year of college, I, for the summer, I went back home and, um, one of my little cousins was playing. She was about eight years old at that time. She was playing in our summer league down in Eagle Pass softball summer league. And my mom said, why don't you coach her team? And I said, I don't know. Like, are you sure? And sure enough, I ended up coaching her team and it was a bunch of little <laughs> eight year olds running around. It was a t-ball team. And it's so funny, but I fell in love with coaching. I fell in love with coaching a bunch of t-ball kids and just teaching them the fundamentals of, of softball and like, um, helping them find a passion in something. And, Um, so really, I always tell my cousin, like, I'm coaching because of you. And, um, that's honestly how I got into it. I I couldn't wrap my mind around, you know, not being a part of softball anymore. And I, I've still tried to commit to a couple of years, um, years ago, I would try to convince myself, like I can do softball on the side, (laughs) um, but no, no, I love coaching and, and I love the, the high school coaching, Um, I think high school coaches are so much different than just select coaches. You know, I see my girls all year round. Um, I see them as students. I see them as kids. I see them in their relationships at school. Um, I build different, different, I build a different rapport with my high school athletes versus the kids that I've coached with select. So Mm -hmm. here I am. We'll see if, I don't know if I could do it forever, but. Now I am.
0: No, well I can't say how much long because you can't can't really predict the future. But yeah, for sure.
1: <laughs> for sure. But what I never thought told... I would be here.
0: Mm-hmm. So and so how did you get into the the high school coaching?
1: So high school coaching, um, straight out of college, um, I was actually asked by my college coach to to try and come back and, and be a student assistant at St. Mary's, Um, and I did think about it a little bit, um, but being the oldest of five, I knew I was leaving four brothers behind with my parents, and I felt like I just wanted to start working as fast as I could so I could start helping out, um, you know, with money because it gets expensive, so I wanted to jump straight into, straight into working. So once I graduated, I um at St. Mary's I graduated with a teaching certificate and um
0: and honestly I hate to say this
1: but the pay of high school of of coaching in high school is a lot different versus that of a college coach. Mhm. Uh-huh. So um so I I honestly that's why I jumped into high school coaching. I always told myself if I wanted to do college Potentially, I could stop coaching and then make my transition into college. But now, being a high school coach, I see so many pros of it versus that of college coaches. Um, you know, I just I think in college you see kids a lot more matured, obviously, and a lot more matured. And um, I don't know, being I don't know if I could ever leave a high school student now that I've done it for this long. Uh-huh. Mm. Yeah.
0: So going from like different all the different high schools, is it is it like I know each every school have a certain way of coaching, like you know. And since you was an assistant to start off, like was it a difference, a big difference in coaching high schools? Hello. You back? Hello. You there?
1: I am. Oh, it's okay.
0: You? It's okay. I can get rid of it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Um, okay, so okay, so coaching like at the different high schools, um, you know, you as an assistant, like how how I'm um, probably not much of a difference, but was it a difference going to to the different schools and you know, as in coaching styles that you was coaching under? Yeah, for sure. So you know,
1: college student. Um.
0: all I knew really was you know no,
1: from, from coaches that I've played for so I really wasn't sure what my coaching style was going to look like all I knew was who I was as a player going into coaching my first coaching job at Jetson um, to be super honest with you I, I really didn't know I didn't know what my coach like. I didn't know if I, I was going to be the disciplinarian if I was going to be the young I was 21 22 the girls were going to respond to me Mhm. so going into going into my first year um I, I just really wanted to get my feet wet and and she also gave me the reins to really do um whatever I wanted as as far as coaching the kids you know I know I head coaches just around um that don't give their assistants the the ability to to coach to do what they like to do or to to say what they what they know or give opinions stuff like that and Teresa did mm. I mean I couldn't have been more blessed to, to start my coaching career under her because she let me be free she let me really find myself by giving me opportunities to to say what I needed to say or say what I wanted to say when I wanted to say them. Um yeah. so I I give a lot of thanks to her. She's done phenomenal at Jetson and said I wanted um, but it's been very different, you know. I've been at seven different high schools under four different head coaches and everybody's coaching. Um, you know, and not that and there's not one that's right, you know, there's there's not one, there's not only one that works. I, I believe that um, your coaching styles need to change depending on the kids that you get my coaching styles have changed um based off the teams that I've coached you know I've coached some very talented teams um, versus some teams that are, that were not so talented and therefore my coaching styles have had to change and um, I didn't you know I thought I was going to be the same coach every single year and I was going to coach the same way and um, and I had to learn that the hard way and By failing, you know, and um, I think that's like the beauty of coaching also just just you have to want to change and you have to not only want to change, but you have to. Yeah, you have to know that you're going to and that's if you want to be successful. Um, For example, one of my one of my philosophies, um, I would like to say that one of my strengths is, is pitch calling, you know, because of my background in pitching and catching and um that's one of my strengths and i've been blessed with a very 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 good pitcher. um this past these past couple of years i'm um, at harlan and um i've had to let go of my pitching philosophy and include her pitching philosophy and we've had to integrate both of our philosophies in order to help her be the best pitcher that she can be um you know if i only use my my coaching philosophy um, I wasn't gonna help her be the best her because she's she's so skilled, she's so advanced. Um, versus coaching somebody who's who's not as skilled as her, then maybe I can lean more on my own philosophy. If that makes any sense, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think you just have to be versatile and and know the kind of kids that you're coaching and know who you're coaching with. I've coached with coaches that are very strict with coaches that are very lenient and um. As an assistant coach, you know my job was was to be there for them and do whatever they say, and and honestly, that's just what I did. But as far as my philosophies, you know, they change, and I started with some, and now some some things that I used to say were were my main things are completely different now.
0: Mm-hmm. How big of a how how big of a difference is it? I'm, between being a head coach and an assistant coach
1: (laughs) oh my god it's a huge difference (laughs) it's a huge difference it's funny you say that because i've coached with with assistant coaches who are phenomenal coaches and they say um they say they never want to be head coaches and i never understood i never understood that but i can see it i can see why now Um, As far as myself, I knew that I always wanted to be a head coach. Um, I love it. I I like what I do. I love all the responsibilities that come with the head coach. But I think the biggest difference is, um, at the high school level at least, is dealing with parents, honestly. You know, like, (laughs) as an assistant coach, I knew that I was never going to have to talk to parents. I knew I was just going to be able to coach, and my head coaches were going to, we're going to take care of the parents, but as a head coach, you have to, you have to be there for everybody, for everybody in your program. And that's goes far beyond just the kids. But, um, that's one of the biggest things, you know, also all that administrative stuff that with being the head coach, with setting your schedule, setting the practices, you know, you got to make practice plans, um, stuff like that. As an assistant coach, I was kind of, I felt like I was just able to coach, you know, I could show up to practice and I was just going to coach. Um, so I think all the behind the scenes stuff that I didn't realize as an assistant that the head coach does, you know, now they really came to fruition as I became a head coach.
0: Okay. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. It's, it's all the behind the scenes stuff that a lot of people don't see. Um, that's really the biggest thing. And then, I've also, I've been blessed with amazing assistant coaches. I can't, I can't say enough how great they've been.
0: Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Shout out your assistants. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Make your right. job easier.
1: Yeah. Shout out for sure. They're, they've been amazing.
0: Oh, nice, nice, man. Um. So as in, as in the, um, as in Harlan, right? When you're there, you know, and game time coming and you're making a lineup like like how do you base base your lineup as in like your hitters or, you know you got slappers bunners like how do you you base your lineup
1: yeah for sure so so honestly my lineup is based off of several different things you know um, one of the, one of the biggest things is obviously how my players are performing, you know, obviously how they've been performing. Um, one of the things that I've, that I haven't have been lucky to have is a true slapper. So in seven years of, or really of four years of being a head coach, I've never had the opportunity to coach a true slapper, um, And I would have, I would love to. I I hope one day she comes around because I think that would make, I think that does so much to a lineup. I think, um, that would that would be amazing. But I haven't had the opportunity to actually coach one, so my lineups for the past four four years of being a head coach, um, the majority of them have been righties. So, and a lot of them that have hit for power, but. You know, I try to I try to put my most consistent player in, in my one hole. Um, you know, the kid that I want to have the most at bats, the one with the highest on base percentage, um, the kid that I even if it's walks, as long as the kid gets on base, the kid with the highest on base percentage is typically the one that I'm looking to put in my one hole. Um, my two holes, somebody that. Um, is going to be able to move her over. You know, she has quality at bats. She sees a lot of pitches. She's somebody that's going to let my three-hole see a lot more pitches because my three-hole, she's somebody that's going to drive drive in my runners. She's somebody that hits for power. You know, that's who my three, four, and five are. Um, I don't like to say best hitter on my team, but th- that's pretty much who my, my three-hole, um, who I'm looking at to be in that role. Um, but three, four, and five typically hit for power, you mm-hmm. know. And then seven, eight—they're the ones that struggle a little bit more, you know. They um, are more of my free swingers. They like to swing at the first pitch, um, those kind of kids. And then my nine hole, I'm really looking for somebody else who's who's really strong in getting on base. You know, I want to make sure my nine hole get on base so that we can turn over the lineup um, to the top of the order. Um that's pretty much how I how I base my batting lineup. Uh, but honestly, towards the beginning of the season, like I'm lucky. So, high school high school softball at Northside. Um mm-hmm. it's very difficult because we don't get any, we don't get any preseason games. So, we go straight into district as soon as scrimmages are over. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, so we we don't play any games before district. So, that's really 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 tough. Um so, I tell my kids all the time, like, even though we're starting district, like, it doesn't matter. Our lineup can change. And so, so last year, my lineup changed a whole lot. And the girls know, they know that they have to, they have to perform in order to, in order to find a spot in their lineup. And, and I, I tell them daily, you know, I tell them daily, it doesn't matter if you're the one hole, if you're the eight hole. Okay. Mm. You never know when you're going to come up in a game. You, you're only the one hole one time. One time, and it's the start of the game. Yeah, right. That's that's the only time you're the lead off, and the only time you're the three hole is the first inning. So um, I try to make sure my kids know the importance of of not being discouraged if they're not where they're where they want to be put in the lineup. You know, like I know a lot of coaches are super set in the way they make their lineup, and honestly, that's not me. The lineup is only. It's it's only they're only gonna be the one hole for the first inning, and I know. Granted, they're gonna come up more number of times, and of course, that goes into my thought process as I'm writing their lineup. But um, the eight hole can be just as important in in the game. You know, they they can come up with bases loaded, and when you need a run, so I try to I try to make sure the kids know that.
0: That's that's is is crazy how you said that though. Like the number one the. One hole is only gonna be the one hole, one time.
1: Oh, absolutely! (laughs) You know, so I put kids in my one hole before, and they're like, "Coach, I've never been the leadoff. I can't be the leadoff." And I'm like, "Be quiet! You're gonna be the leadoff a one time. Like, you've been the leadoff before. You've just let off a different inning probably, and you don't realize it." So
0: yeah, because that's it's like the same thing.
1: It's the exact same thing, And, and I, you know, and. Having to teach a bunch of 13, 14, 15 year olds that it's like they're like their eyes get so big when I say that and they're like, yeah, that's true. And I'm like, yeah, you're only the one whole one time. So you're gonna be okay. So get in there because I'm not moving it. <laughs> that's yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, it's yeah, that's it's
0: funny. crazy because like I do these podcasts every time I hear something that I never heard before. And yeah, like, I've never heard that one before, but it's 100% true.
1: Yeah, it's so true. Yes. Like, and it's so funny because it happens every year when I stick someone in the one spot. And they're like, Coach, I've never been the, the lead off. And I'm like, of course you have. I'm sure you've let off an inning before. Like, mm-hmm. the same thing. Get up there, <laughs> get on base. So, yeah, I try to, make, I try to get my – side of the mentality side of it and it's so important mm-hmm.
0: being a hitter yeah it is very important, yeah. very important. Um, how how big is how big is fundamentals and this from even like when you was in college how how big was fundamentals
1: oh it's huge and that goes. I mean, it's here. Is it, 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 But it's, it's just, just that muscle that. memory. Your glove is in, in front, front of you and, you and getting through the ball. ball and, and, and I talk to my girls about this every day. I know all of them watch the Women's College World Series and, um, I've been blessed to be able to go and and watch, and that's the first thing all of them do. You know, that's what they do. They get on their knees and and they do their call them every day is because I think it's so important to do those drills every. I totally get repetitive, and, but you can't let them. You can't let them feel that way because. But, um, major league baseball game and professional, I don't know, it's just without a glove, they put everything that, that we do and. Can we hit the field? Can you picture us? Can we do? And, um, I think just as kids and, and I'm guilty too, you know? As, um, That's I thought I wanted to do it when I hit I'm BP toss and um, um, as, as a coach, coach and not even, even as a coach, I really did that later in college, um, um Hitting and off the, the tee is so and important, and it goes back to just muscle memory and, and getting your body to make sure that it's in the right position, your hands in the right position, your feet. Um, you know, ball when it's still and not and in motion. But I, I just can't express yeah. how important those things are. If if the major league players are doing it, you know, if Carlos Correa is on two knees fielding the ball, you know, there should be no reason why high school students are not doing that. <laughs> Exactly. So I try. I try to explain it in that way, you know. Like you see them all the time. You, and I know everyone's on social media these days, but you see, one of the biggest infielding coaches at that with the Atlanta Braves, and yeah. he talks about it all the time when what he does with his infielders, getting on getting on their knees through the ball, and you know all the all, and boring in quotation boring mm-hmm. you don't want to do. You know, if the, they're so, I just think I think it's yeah. so important. You got to make the easy play. I always tell my kids that in the game, you know, you got to be able to make the routine play. Out the one backhand diving catch, <laughs> you know, like those <laughs> happen once. You know, yes. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, don't worry about the diving.
0: So, how did you get the? You know, was it the Alex, or Rodriguez? How did you get the the name?
1: Yeah, so I'm not sure what all y'all heard, but um, mm. I'm not really sure, like, what my parents are. So my full name, you know, it's Alexandra. And ever since I can remember, it's always been Alex, though. So, oh, okay. um, so funny story, when I was in college... um. When I was in college, I, one of our biggest rivals was West Texas and we were down in West Texas at a super regional we were playing at super regional. So what that is, it's, it's the, it's kind of like, it's similar to playoffs. It's a playoff round right before the division two college world series. So West Texas was our huge rival. Um, they'd always been, and, and we were down there and, you know, playing against, This was happened my junior year, so playing against them the past two years and even throughout my junior year during conference, you know, they already knew my name, they knew who I was, all that good stuff. So I'll never forget, but this happened throughout the time, you know, Alex Rodriguez had been busted for steroids or all those rumors that started coming out that he was busted for steroids and all this stuff, right? So I'm walking up to the plate one time and their whole student section um starts they stand up and they start chanting. Instead of a rod, they start saying a fraud. And <laughs> they are just yelling it throughout the entire stadium. And I am like in disbelief. And and they're just going and going and going. And so as much as I love my name in that moment. It did not work out for me very well. So. <laughs> yeah, it was That's it was crazy. crazy. It was crazy, That's... but honestly, I don't know. And and growing up, A Rod has just—it's crazy. I just ended up being a softball player, and A Rod has always stuck. And I had so se- I've had several coaches um, call me that throughout my life. And what's really funny is that my youngest brother. Is Ivan Rodriguez, you know, and that was Pudge. That's a catcher. Mm-hmm. Um, so we convinced my parents to name him Ivan since I was already Alex Rodriguez. He's <laughs> Ivan Rodriguez. So that's super cool. But yeah, I honestly have no idea. <laughs> and it's funny because my parents, you know, they're not even like huge, um, huge baseball players. Now they are. They're huge Astros fans. But you know, A Rod, we. I grew up watching him, but it's not like I was named after him or anything like that. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, cause I remember, I know the first time when when you had came out, I one-hour practices. there were dance practices, yeah. and and when there's like my name is Alex, I'm like what? And like Alex Rodriguez, <laughs> and I'm like A Rod is the only thing like <laughs> even came to my mind. <laughs> Everybody like look at me like,
1: how the hell did they get him to come out here? Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> Where is he at?
1: Yeah, I know. A bunch of people get a little bit let down when I walk in and it's <laughs> so, Yeah, but no, it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, I bet I bet it is, you know, and you know, not knowing that you know you'll be a a softball player yeah, you know, for and then sure. to have that name like this worked out worked out good
1: no yeah it really did
0: Mm -hmm. so like um let's let's talk about um how how big are you on small ball like like if y'all just facing a pitcher that's just throwing heat or maybe not even heat like just that y'all just can't can't hit like how much of small ball do you do you go
1: yeah so honestly that also depends like on the dynamic of of one my team and to the opponents' opponents team. You know, my girls know the only way we can win softball games is if we score runs. So mm-hmm. I don't want to say that, like, I'm, like, super big on small ball or not super big. Like, I'm super big on scoring runs. And mm-hmm. we're going to score runs any way we can. And if that means that we're bunting the whole time because their third baseman's really slow and their catcher's slow and, you know, they can't catch and throw, then we're going to bunt. So – um, it really just, it, it depends on who we're playing. I'm really big on, on putting runners in scoring position, you know, like I'm a firm believer that if I have a runner on second, you know, all my next kid has to do is find a way to put the ball on the grass, you know? Yeah. So, so I'm really big on if, if we got a runner on one with no outs, even one out, I'm not scared to put a bun down and get her to second because, um, you know, that's, my girls know if we're if we're on second, we're good. So we try our best every single day. We try to, um, you know, make singles doubles because we got to get to second base. Uh, so I so I always say I'm pretty big on it, you know. Like um, this past team that I coached, honestly, we could have put a bun down to save our dang life. You know, I had maybe two kids that could put a bun down, and. So you know, and there's some kids that just can't put a button down. As much as we practice it and and do it every single day, some kids just can't do it. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, and I don't care who you are. You know, you can be my three hole, and you could have just hit a home run. My, your bat. And mm-hmm. and I know some parents, I drive some parents crazy when I do it, but you know, our team, everybody together, we're going to to score runs. You know. Um, I'm a firm believer that one person cannot win a ball game. So, you're not going to put very, <laughs> um, very many runs up on the board by yourself. So, I don't care who it is, um, right. and just putting the runner on second base, and you know, sacrificing your t- yourself for your team and. Um, I think that I think that also like teaches the girls so much more than just so much more than just softball. You know, it's not always about you, and that goes for everything. Every every time I try to you know um, teach my kids something, I try to implement um, you know a life lesson into it because softball's not for so. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it's hard to understand that as a kid, but you know I've I realize that, and the minute that softball was done for me, you know, but well, something had to come next. So I try to teach them stuff like yeah. you too, too. So I if I, if I come up in a bunny situation, like I might ask you to put it down. Am I going to ask her to put it down every single time? No, of course not. But, um, but I just might. So I'm pretty big on it. I think it's so important. I think, you know, I think Small ball could change the game
0: completely. So I like it. I'm a fan for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think if, if you can't hit, or like you said, no matter what part of, part of the game it is, if you need to get a runner around, you got to might get out to to get that runner around. You got to sacrifice. You got to sacrifice. So, so how 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 fun is it? Uh-huh, uh huh. Say it again,
1: Levi.
0: Uh huh. Say it again.
1: Okay.
0: Okay. Now go ahead. I I thought I lost you for a second. Okay. Um. So like, do you and as in the small ball, do you put it? Is is it in your practice plan? Like every oh, day okay. or every other day or.
1: Yeah, no. Our small balls in our practice plan every time we do hitting. So every time we set up hitting stations, um, we're gonna we're gonna practice it. So um, we we do it every day. Um, a lot of the time, also my pitchers. Um, I'm also a big believer that my pitchers in practice they have to pitch live to our hitters, and and not so much live to where my my hitters are swinging and hitting the ball but we went off of them quite a lot throughout throughout the year so that we can also um one i'm practicing my pitchers pitching live and two we're practicing our small ball so yeah we practice that almost every day
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, nice And, and how how fun is it i know it's it's so stressful being a head coach and i've never been a head coach i really don't know but just by talking to my head coach as in the select, you know, like that I coach on the it's just stressful. And he, we just ate you. We just ate you. Right. So how stressful is being a head coach? And then how much fun is it being a head coach?
1: So it is. And, and I've come, I've been lucky to, to be a part of a lot of winning programs. So, really winning is all i knew you know like I, I i was a winner and um so it was very stressful and the fact that we weren't doing that you know i was opening up a new school we were brand new school you know i had kids that had never played softball before versus and on top of that i had kids that were very skilled so I had to learn how to implement these two different, completely different skill levels. So that was uh-huh. very stressful. Um, but, you know, I think, I think being a head coach, like, it's as stressful as, as you're going to let it be. Um, and every year I always tell myself, you know, like, I'm going to be better. I'm going to be better. And, and I need to find small victories. And, and by small victories, I don't mean, you know, just on the scoreboard. Like there's, there's been games where we've lost of X, Y, and Z. We got better at this. We got better at that. And mm. so-and-so didn't have an error or so-and-so didn't have a strikeout. So my first year I had to find, I had to find those small victories in my losses and, and just doing that by learning, learning that I caused, I, I was able to take off so much stress, um, throughout that season. But of course, you know, um as a coach, like everybody wants to win. So um it is very stressful, you know, that part of it. And then on top of that, you know, nowadays like our world is so scary. So I'm constantly worried just about my girls and just about my kids and are they okay? Are they happy? You know, like I see them um I see them beyond just a just a just as a softball player, you know? Like to me, they're much more than that. So I see them with their relationships at school, with their relationships relationships at at home, you know? Some girls don't go home to um, good living situations. So I think that part of my job is also very stressful because, you know, I try to make sure um, they're okay as as people. So um, I think that part's also um, extremely stressful on me. Um, but on top of all the stress, I think it's, it's so rewarding being a coach and the reward is what makes it fun for me. Um, because you know, the wins come and the losses come, but it's like seeing my girls accomplish things outside of softball, um, that make my job so much more rewarding. Last year I was fortunate and blessed enough, the valley valedictorian of of the senior class last year happened to be on my softball team and i just thought that was the coolest thing you know she's a valedictorian six eight high school at Northside. yeah and i get to coach her And, and that is just like she i i think i couldn't have been more proud as a coach than in the moment where she told me she was a valedictorian and um that makes my job, you know, so fun. Just watching the girls grow up, into seeing them as freshmen, and then um, so being at seven different high schools, I've never been able to watch my freshman class really grow up. So now that I've been at Harlan, I'm at my 30th. Harlan, my juniors right now were freshmen when I got there, and just watching the difference in maturity of who they used to be as freshmen. Um, it's so rewarding to see it the way that they've grown and just developed into beautiful women is is I think that's the most amazing part of my job. but you know, I can't say how how fun it is. it's It's the funnest job in the world, you know, to be surrounded by just great kids every day and mm-hmm. knowing that I get to be just a small little influence and impact in their life.
0: okay. Okay, let's get, what's, what's, what's some good advice, um, the older you would give the younger you? Holy moly. Some good
1: advice the older me would give to younger me. I think, um. Something that I would tell younger me. So when I say younger me, I'm gonna I'm gonna say when I first started coaching because I, I know we're talking about coaching and mm-hmm. um so I think as a coach now what I would tell myself being younger um I'm gonna piggyback off of what I was just talking about, but I would tell myself that to not get so worked up over the wins and the losses on the scoreboard because if you knew me you know seven, even three years ago um I would get so worked up. I wouldn't sleep at night because I was trying to figure out how I was gonna win you know and, and I would watch film all day and Um, I was just so worked up into how I was going to be better for my girls. And, you know, sometimes I would, I would leave games and I was in tears because I felt like it was my fault. And I just couldn't, couldn't wrap my head around back then that it's okay. You know, like Uh it's okay. It's going to be okay. And, um, I, I think that's what I would, I would tell myself not to, not to get so worked up and, um. In those losses, and and to continue to look for the small victories in your kids, you know, and um, and just to remind yourself, you know, they're high school girls. They're high school girls, and and I needed I need to find ways to make them better, you know, just people. And and I always, when I first got into coaching, it was hard for me to accept the fact that I wasn't coaching my kids or, or kids that were like me. You know, uh-huh. kids, these kids don't love softball the way I do. These kids want to grow up and be doctors and lawyers and and teachers and you know they want to go do different things. They're not as passionate about softball as I am. So that was very hard for me to learn when I was when I was a younger coach, and I would you know rip into them about laughing at practice and. Finally, I was finally I learned like now I learned like they're just girls. They, they want to have fun. So so I, I think I've become more more relaxed in that area, you know, and I would tell my younger self to
0: just freaking chill. Honestly, <laughs> chill out. <man>.
1: <laughs> chill out. It is not that serious, <laughs> you know, seriously. That's what I would mm. tell. She was crazy. My younger self.
0: <laughs> I yeah. think I think a lot of us, a lot of us, our younger sales was oh, crazy. Oh yeah,
1: for sure.
0: And to sit back and just think of all the crazy things we did. Is like, why the heck were you doing that, right?
1: I think about some of the things that I would yell at my previous teams, and I'm like, seriously, you got worked <laughs> up because they couldn't put a butt down, or just like something dumb, like I don't know. But I've learned a lot. That's for sure
0: yeah yeah that's and that's that's the that's the one thing that you need long as you're learning then sure. you're doing good
1: yeah for sure good. I agree hmm
0: so before we before we end you know is, is one question I like to ask people and, and it's who would who would you like to hear on the the podcast but the answer the answer you have to help me get your answer on the podcast okay cool so, who would I love to hear on the podcast? Honestly, anybody, like any sport? Like,
1: anybody, any sport?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh
1: my God, there's just a bunch of names that are popping into my head right now. Um,
0: spill them out. <laughs>
1: spill them out, right? I know. I think, <laughs> I think one of the biggest people I would love to hear on the podcast is. I'm going to have to say my college coach, Coach Fields. Mm-hmm.
0: She's,
1: you know, like I, I've been, she, I, there's not even enough words to explain what player as a person. There's been my first year of coaching, I would text her like in the middle of the night saying, Coach, I suck. Like, <laughs> I'm the worst coach ever. Like, what would you do? And, and she, her mind is just brilliant. Um, so I think she's for sure. She, I think she's one of the most influential softball coaches around um, our area. She um, was just awarded last year. She was um, not, not nominated. She got into the National Fast Pitch um, Softball Hall of Fame. So she's um, oh, nice. like a huge honor. So I think she's for sure someone that I would love to hear on this podcast.
0: No, yes, I sound like somebody. I- to have on the podcast <laughs> yeah
1: i'm gonna have to reach out to, her, but reach out to her because picking her brain would be brilliant
0: yeah that's 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 something i would i would like to hear how she yeah, coached for sure okay so yeah i want to you know thank you for your time i really appreciate you know i know the season is probably getting ready to start pretty soon so I know you are finna be real busy, so I just wanna sure. glad I got you out the way just in time.
1: Yeah, no, Levi, I super appreciate you thinking about me and getting me mm-hmm. on here. Um, I I can't thank you enough. So I really, really, really appreciate
0: it. Yeah, I appreciate you too for for taking your time out your day and yeah, being absolutely. on the podcast. Absolutely. All right, so we'll we'll catch up till next time. All right, Levi. Till next time. All righty. Okay. All right. Bye. I thank my boy, Mike Estrada, for getting the logo right. So all my small business owners, if y'all need some logos, y'all hit up my boy, Mike, man. I'll let my boy Thomas. He's still out here getting them kids right. So, y'all speed and agility, y'all need to hit them up. We got some quality work. My boy, Jeremy, with the tent. Go follow his page on Facebook, GTZ Window Tent, and, and hit him up. Maybe y'all get them appointments in. Levi's reach some more. Let the wife get them doors looking good. I know them doors might be naked, so go ahead and let her get y'all right. Levi's Mobile Detailing, just a call away from getting them cars looking brand new again so y'all hit us up and we ready to get some work in all of us